You are listening to Open Stance Audio, presented by Cliff Drysdale Tennis. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Open Stance Audio. Wow, what a day of tennis. Um, today was quarterfinal day. On the men's side at Wimbledon, and you know, I'm recording this pretty late in the day on Wednesday. Uh, it's 4.45 here in, in Texas, and just a lot of incredible matches today. And, you know, I think two of them stand out, you know, in particular. Uh, certainly, Roger Federer going down to Kevin Anderson, uh, 12-10 in the fifth. Uh, you know, certainly a shocker there. And, um, and then Rafa Nadal beating Juan Martin Del Potro from two sets to one down. 6-4 in the fifth. Both great matches in different ways. I would say the highest quality match was certainly um, Del Potro and Nadal. But, you know, Kevin Anderson coming from match point down to defeat Federer. Two sets to love down. Um, eight-time champion. Two very um, just crazy matches. And, you know, on a day where there was a, a big World Cup match, I really felt tennis uh, held its own, more than held its own. And kind of, uh, I thought, showed how how fit these guys are you know i thought that was one of my biggest takeaways at the start was like you know you know everyone talks about how fit the soccer players are for 120 minutes extra time but you know the potro and the doll played for five hours today and the fifth set was arguably the highest quality set of them all and that's something that you know you just won't see in in a lot of sports in any sport really um the the level of play the movement required the different types of skill and athletic ability that it takes to be an elite tennis player is is pretty special and you know on a grass court surface where balance and um, agility and unpredictability are are some of the major traits I just thought it was a really impressive day for the sport and one that you know I think will go down for a while as as one of the one of the bigger days um, of the year you know I think for sure and I would say maybe that Nadal Del Potro match would go down as maybe one of the matches of the year and, you know, it's interesting because, you know, going into these quarterfinals, you know, Federer and Nadal were pretty much both cruising. Um, Federer, for sure, hadn't lost a set. One up two sets to love on Kevin Anderson, who uh, had never beaten him before. And suddenly, you know, Federer, I thought, I've, I've thought this kind of the whole year after the Australian Open, even the Australian Open, really, that he just doesn't have the forehand cooking, um, you know, the same way that he used to. And in big moments, I felt like it was attackable. And you could you could draw an error out of the forehand or, you know, maybe when he had the, the ball to hit, he just didn't really hit it. Um, so often I felt like Anderson was dictating, you know, every baseline rally. And... Um, it was, you know, it's jarring to see that for Federer on a grass court where he's typically the more aggressive player. And he's certainly been blown off the court a few times in his career. But this one was maybe the most surprising because Anderson, you know, you would think in a baseline affair with Anderson, Federer could come out on top. But really, Anderson just dictated and dominated. Um, and Federer was very rarely able to be the aggressor. And, you know, that might have had something to do with the slightly higher bouncing courts. You know, I felt like Federer's slice didn't really get as low. But, you know, you have to give credit, full credit to Anderson. I just thought he played way, way more, well, not more smart than Federer, but just 
more committed. Um, I felt like in the big moments there was less. Pre- he felt less pressure than than Federer did, and um, you know, it's you never want to count Roger out ever because of what he's done and how many times he's come back, and and he's 37 years old and playing this level of tennis, and should have won the match really. Um, you know, he had match points in the third set. Um, but it certainly, I feel like it's a trend in, in recent months and years that Federer, you know, gets to the big moments. You know, four of his last nine losses, he's held match point. And when you get when you get up there in age, uh, you know, I've talked to players before, and you hear guys like Agassi say this. You know, the older you get, it doesn't get any. It only gets harder to overcome those nerves because you don't you, you don't know how much longer you actually have um, to be in those moments, to win those matches, to win those tournaments. And, you know, even for somebody like Federer, who just loves playing tennis so much, I think the moment is just, I think he understands it better than anyone else. And sometimes that's a problem because he, um, he knows that he, he only has so many more chances. Um, for Kevin Anderson, you know, obviously he made the U.S. Open final last year, um, totally changed his career at 33 years old. Uh, and, you know, I think he is a great example of how you can actually improve and keep improving no matter how, no matter if you feel like you're at your very best, you know, a lot of people thought Kevin Anderson had maximized his career when he made the top 20. You know, there was people three years ago, myself included, who were like, wow, okay, Kevin Anderson's had a great career, um, you know, great career. But no, he kept going and he didn't, never stopped. He just worked really hard to improve his game. And I think that's, you have to take out of Kevin, you know, just a great player. And um, on the other side, you know, Juan Martin Del Potro, up two sets to one on Nadal. Nadal certainly, you know, had not played well on grass, on grass in eight years. And I, you know, well, six years really. Um, but, uh, you know, to see him, uh, you know, basically look totally comfortable with his movement when for many years he complained about his knees. You know, if you're a Rafa fan, you have to be happy with that. I, he was moving like incredible in the fifth set. Now, I, I, again, I've never really seen Rafa actually get tired in a match. So, that's not the surprising part, but often on grass, he gets sore or hurt. Um, but he showed no, absolutely no signs of that and was um, just wearing Delpo down. But Delpo had the weapons to still, you know, hit incredible winners even when he was in um, extremely tiring or defensive positions. And that match was just a, a really good one. And then, you know, finally, a, a story that, you know, probably not a lot of people will pick up, but, you know, John Isner makes his first. Um, slam semi and he's also way up there in age uh you know really at, at the you know he's at the top of his career now he won miami makes the semifinal of a slam for the first time grass was often his worst surface and for him to come back from a set down he was a mini breakdown in the second set tie break against milos roundage he came back and broke serve three more times against roundage on grass if isner's playing well um, I think he is the favorite against Anderson. Uh, I do. He's nine and, nine and four total head to head. And um, but again, two former college guys, Kevin Anderson from Illinois, John Isner at, at Georgia, that have played before. You know, play a very similar style. Um, it's a toss up for sure. I think it's the best John best opportunity John Isner will ever get to win a Grand Slam now, because obviously the other semifinal is, is Novak Djokovic and Rafa Nadal. Um, so one of them is going to lose, and so he only has to beat one. Uh, and that's what I want to finish on Novak Djokovic. You know, I've talked about everyone else. Um, but I've said this whole tournament that Novak, I think, is playing. He's back. He's back all the way to what he was, he, to where he was before. 
and there's there's nothing you know maybe the only thing that isn't all the way all the way back is maybe the serve um, but from the ground his rally ball is totally back his return is on point and he has the fire and there's no doubt in my mind that he um, he, he, he thinks he's going to win this tournament. And when he has that mindset, it's, it's very difficult to beat him. Now, there's no question to me that Rafa will recover just fine. Because, again, he's never shown in his career that he's going to get tired in a match. Um, but on this surface, when the points are more aggressive, I, I still favor Djokovic. It's going, to be a, it's going to be an absolute battle, a war, like it always is with those two. But I, I see Novak getting through. And then, you know, the big servers can have success against Novak. And they have had success in the past. That's why I think it's John's best ever chance to win. So, uh, you know, for many people, I thought it, I think it was a kind of a roller coaster of a day emotionally, um, but a great day for the sport. I still think, um, you know, with the excitement and the exposure that we will get from this, uh, you know, tennis is these guys are the fittest athletes on earth. There's no doubt in my mind about that. Obviously, I'm biased, but they're fit. They're incredibly talented. It's the toughest mental sport in the world. And, um, you know, it's a, it's a great display for, for what we can do. So thanks, everyone, for listening to Open Stance Audio. Hope you guys can take a deep breath after today. I certainly am going to try. Um, and we're back tomorrow for the women's semifinal. See you then.